Welcome back to the podcast, guys. And uh, today, I'm recording an amazing podcast with the one, the only. We got DJ Moon in the house. <laughs> DJ Moon. Yeah, you look good with your microphone. <laughs> um, but today, we're going to be going over um, basically five habits that you are going to need to master your health and fitness journey. But we thought it would be interesting to start this on uh, a bit more of a light-hearted uh, approach. I'm going to let Anna go first because I'm then going to judge how ruthless I'm going to be with it. But I thought we would just start with, what is a habit to you? What is a habit to me? A habit to me is something that you, well, it's something that you repeat over and over again until it's automatic. So habits is just something you automatically do without thinking about it. And it's just the best part of your life. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I think uh, people overlook habits so much. If you can master your habits, you can master anything. So what we'll do is... We'll take it in turns. You can go first. What we'll start good. Let's start good. What uh, what's 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 one of my good habits? I'll take the praise here, and then I'll give you one of your. Then I'll give you one of your good habits. I would say one of your good habits is that you never skip protein. And might, that might not sound like a habit to people, but you would never eat anything without your protein. And for many, so many people, when they want to, like, so many people want to be toned, want to gain muscle, want strength, but they're not willing to eat the protein. And I honestly think that's one of your best habits. I, never I don't think I've never never skipped protein. That's like, so important to you. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I would have even thought about that one. Like, that shows it's a habit because I literally don't even think about that. I think it's just been ingrained in me for so long. To hey, breakfast. What's my protein source? What's going with it? The first thing I think about is the meal and what protein source I'm having. Um, I like it. Um, for you, I would simply say self control. Oh yeah, I agree. I have the ten out of ten self control. Mm. <laughs> which is an admirable habit in itself for so many people <laughs> I, I think, think that's going to lead on to the bad habits <laughs> between the two of us oh god yeah because it's it's kind of <laughs> your it's a great habit for you but it's also kind of your kryptonite at the same time yeah. uh, but seeing you how you can control yourself or how you can even control yourself and turning up for things even if you don't feel like it like i know you won't mind me showing like even today you didn't want to come and record this podcast but you have the self-control to be able to turn up here and make sure you did it yeah I'm good at that. I'm good at. Yeah. I'm good at that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the like, best thing is the like that chocolate, like having a chocolate bar in the fridge. I am. I can eat one bit, can't I? Yeah. Like those truffles that my mum left when we went away, when Simon went away for two weeks. There were five in the bag. And when you came back, there were three. And then you've been home for like two days, and they're all gone. They're all gone. Yeah. So you. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> are we going with any more good ones, or are you going going in? You can give me another good bag? one if you want to. I would say, oh, steps. Mm. You are the step king. There's been a few moments of doubt when you went back to the UK and you were like, oh, it's cold and raining. I'm not going to do my steps. So if anyone listening, calling me out. I was like, get your ass outside. But otherwise, yeah. you're very, very, very good at getting your steps in. Yeah. Very good. It's just something, again, you don't have to think about it. I never would have gone for a walk a few years ago, but then you do it and it becomes easy. Um, yeah, I'd say your self-control and turning up is kind of the biggest thing that you're incredible at. Like you really, really are. Let's go. Let's go bad habit. Oh, you want to just skip straight in? Let me. Let's get go my bad habits. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let you go first when it comes to my bad habits. Let's see how. Yeah, uh, I've got two. I've got be. three, but we'll just go. To, we can go all three. Okay, go on. Simon's you. worst. I think this is a bad habit, but I don't know if you agree. I think that you don't eat all morning, and then you start your food really late, but then you eat so much in the afternoon, and I think that sometimes can be a bad habit of yours because you that hunger becomes so uncontrollable that you then can't stop eating and mm. then you're like oh because yeah. <laughs> i see you in the afternoon like every hour and eating when you've not eaten till like one so i think that 
Yeah, I think that's one of your bad yeah. habits. I think you, you're you're the one person who brought that to my awareness and imagine that hunger scale of not letting yourself get too hungry. But then sometimes if I was dieting, I'd push that food back and think, oh, if I can push it back, if I can push it back, it'll be okay. But if you dig yourself a massive kind of hunger hole, you're screwed. Yeah, it's, it's uncontrollable. Like if you, it's like when you take your calories down so low, like the 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 cravings and everything get so high that you like literally cannot control your hunger and that's why i think like when people say about pushing your breakfast back it's a good idea but create a limit on it and that you're starting to feel hungry but when you leave it so late that you're like ravenous it is just unstoppable yeah unstoppable so i think that's yeah that's one of yours i would say my bad habits what's my bad habit anna's bad habit is after a run she comes in and she just takes her socks off and just leaves them in random (laughs) leaves leaves them in random places around the house um like on the kitchen work surface on the sofa in the middle of the floor in the bathroom they don't smell sour like your clothes smell after (laughs) i'm the the world's sweatiest human being um no but i think one of yours is just that you get in your own head and you start to question yourself about things. Whereas you know what you need to do and you know how to do it. You just need to back yourself with it. That's what I think. And I think you let that cast it cascade into so many different things in your, particularly your health and fitness. You start yeah. second guessing yourself rather than just backing yourself and doing it with a hundred percent. And I think you take away from what you can give because you waste so much energy and bandwidth on thinking, is this the right thing or have I got this right? Well, yeah. it's just, full sending it yeah it's, it's i i do get that i know it will never stop me doing something but i think it definitely holds me back from doing what i could be doing potentially mm-hmm. i told you a limitless potential more than you realize um <laughs> what's one of my what's see one i my, thought we were going like food exercise habits just you've gone all, all deep just, just habits yeah so habits i was habits. my second one was gonna be you can't you can't control yourself around a jar oh god no around a jar do you want to tell them the story? Yeah, there was... A, so <laughs> our friends, Ellie and Kieran, they left us a jar of lotus spread when they left to buy. Crispy, crispy, Crisp- crunchy, crunchy, crunchy Biscoff <laughs> spread. Let me just clear that up. Crispy, crunchy, crispy, crunchy, crispy. crunchy. <laughs> Good texture regardless. Yeah. Anyway, it was in the cupboard and I was like, hmm, might go and have a little bit of that like three days later. And it was gone. Literally gone. Like that weren't, no, it wasn't gone. He left it in the cupboard with a teeny spread, like, tuppence left. And you were like, I was like, why have you eaten all that? I was like, it's like 2,000 calories. And you were like, well, when it, when it's gone, it's gone. I was like, not the attitude. No. Um, guilty as as charged. I'm not even going to deny it. Uh, I enjoyed every second of it as well. But uh, we could have enjoyed it over, like, my thing is that self-control is that you're like, I'll just get it gone, then I don't have to worry about it. My thing is that I'd rather enjoy the lotus every day for the next three weeks. Yeah. See, I'd rather just remove it completely. Yeah. That's where we're different. That's where we're different. L- living together has been a challenge in itself <laughs> now because Anna, Anna will have loads of snacks in the house. And if I've got them there, they'll probably get eaten. So I, my tactic is just if it's not there, I won't eat it. So don't buy it. Um, but Anna likes them in the house. So we have to find this happy medium. I have to hide food. Not hide but as long as they're out of sight if I, so you I've think, just got a cupboard that I don't necessarily go in because I know permission what's there. if you can eat something before you eat it because yeah, you come up with some crazy plan to make something with it and I'm like I don't know if you don't tell me um <laughs> boom. okay let's I want to keep these episodes like short and sharp so people don't get bored to listening of me they won't get bored of you obviously no. um what's five habits that people should bring into their life into their health and fitness now that is going to help them take control of their health and fitness, live life on their terms, 
live with more energy, confidence, everything. I'm going to go super basic. I think that every single person should get up and do their steps in the morning. I like fully, fully agree with it because when you leave things to the end of the day, so it's like if you compound everything to the end of the day, you want an extra hour in bed rather than actually getting home doing your steps, you've got to compound all those things at the end of the day and then you never become successful at doing them. So I would definitely suggest like for your energy and for your mind as well as actually just getting up, getting a certain amount of steps in the morning. So I used to do it, I used to be like, okay, you you can't have your breakfast until you do 7,000 steps and that just used to be my thing. And then now I've created that routine. Doesn't matter how I feel, whether it's raining, I was tired, whatever it was, I would get up and go and do the steps. And then when I've done them, or when it gets to the end of the day, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm already on like 11,000 steps now. And that job is done. So if you're going to the gym in the evening, you've not got to stress about it. I think that is your best habit. Yeah, 100%. I think, and that's one that you can build on with so many different things. I think also even just from like living and feeling better, one of the best things you can do, like our bodies work on a like an internal clock, it's called your circadian rhythm. And if you wake up and one of the first things you do is actually get daylight or sunlight in your eyes, it kick starts that circadian rhythm and your energy levels are just going to spike you're going to be in a better mood for the rest of the day and then it's going to mean that you can actually act with the intent and operate at the level that you want to because you've looked after you first but that kind of leads into one of mine and one of mine is just one of the best habits you could adopt in 2023 is do not hit the snooze button like just simply do not hit it because every time you hit the snooze button you're saying i value this couple of minutes like realistically it's two three four five minutes i value that two to five minutes of shit quality sleep more than i value getting after my goals looking after my kids getting to work meal prepping that is what you're saying you might not think it in the time but the more that you do that the more that you're subconsciously self-sabotaging so just make a rule just never hit the snooze button because if you hit the snooze button you're basically saying yes to sleep and no to your goals or your ambitions or your dreams whatever it might be like it we don't have an alarm do we no, we don't. We have alarm. a certain set of skills. <laughs> we do. We have to. We have to try and sleep in more because we're both obviously early birds. Yeah, but we wake up six a.m. every day. Literally on the bank. It used to be earlier, didn't it? It used to be about half five. Yeah, <laughs> Dubai. Dubai works a bit later. Yeah, um, we've got a skill. We, we do. We definitely do. <laughs> What's uh? That's two habits. They're kind of linking together. What's another habit that you think people really need to adopt? In I made a list. Oh damn! Mine. Organized, Anna. Oh, see, I think. This goes, I think this goes back to my level of resilience. And I think one of the biggest challenges that most people have is they will make excuses for reasons why they can't do a workout. So they can't go to the gym, you know, periods here, they've got a headache, feel tired, can't go and exercise. So the, the be- one of the best habits that you can create, and it's a, an abundance of resilience as well, is do your workout no matter how you feel. So your body can do so much more than your mind is telling it. You know, and your body can literally go to the end. Like I always say to myself, I'm like, if this was life or death, would you go and do the workout? Yeah. So you, you like, and you have to put yourself in that situation so you can do it. But what a lot of people do is get in the habit of telling themselves if they're not feeling 100, percent they can't do it. And that's how so many people get to the end of the week, and they're like, oh, I've not done the things that I wanted to do. And I think that comes into relation with steps, calories, like everything you do, is you've got to go and do it regardless of how you feel, and you will feel so much better once you've done it. But so many people hold themselves back because they don't feel 100%. So it's finding reasons to not do things rather than finding reasons mm-hmm. to. It's the story that people tell themselves about themselves in that moment. Yeah, and that's that's like I one of the biggest challenges I think a lot of women have is that they're expecting those feelings to go away. So you expect to be, when you're in shape, you're fit, you're healthy, you've lost the body fat, you've maintained it, you're strong, whatever it is, you expect those things to disappear. So you're 
always looking for this life where you expect to just be motivated and driven all the time. But I put on my story the other day, and it's probably one of the most liked stories I've had, is that it doesn't matter how you feel you're all or how strong you are, how fit you are, you're always going to have pretty much most of your days where you're your mind is telling you you don't doesn't want to do it so don't go for the run stay in bed stay in chill but you like you've got to fight it every day like resilience has to be topped up daily mm-hmm. 100%. it's a skill and the more you practice resilience and you do the things you don't want to do the easier it becomes it's like starting a new job if you go and you do a new job and you're learning to make this spreadsheet when you first start it it's incredibly difficult but two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks into the job, you're doing it without even thinking about it. So even just practicing showing up and doing the things you don't want to do in itself becomes a habit. Yeah, yeah, it does. And it, like where you said there, you're like, I have good resilience to doing things when I don't want to. That's because I've had to fight to do the things when I don't want to. So that's just turning off that voice in my head and saying, well, go and try. Because if you don't try, you don't know. So a lot of people make reasons of why they can't do things, but they haven't even given it a go. So the biggest thing that I can say to you is go and try and if you can't do it you sit you do your shoulder press start crying you've got to leave the gym whatever it is you go but you'll be so proud of yourself when you have done it and that's how you create that mindset habits don't just fall on your lap like you have to force yourself to do them in order for them to become natural uh, earn them yeah you have to earn them daily yeah. L- literally <laughs> daily um that links in really well to uh, something we use within our program with clients who just just saying oh, i can't be bothered today hey we both have those times there's like yeah we we talk about i can't be able to run today can't be able to do this today <laughs> one thing i use inside the program is just the two minute rule like very simply if you, you give yourself the okay to go and try something for two minutes and if after that two minutes you're like i cannot be fucked i do not want to do this i go that's fine just stop okay but by giving yourself the green light to actually go and stop you lower the barrier of entry so low that you're like oh, it's only two minutes i'll give it a go Nobody ever does two minutes and stop, do they? No. And do you know what? Like, even a two minute, I think sometimes it's even, you might not even enjoy it the whole way through. But once you've started, you're not going to go home from the gym or you're not going to, are you really going to stop your run? No. I mean, I wouldn't, but (laughs) not after I've got ready for it and got out. It's, It's the thought of starting that's worse than doing. Yeah. Yeah. But I always put myself in a position, I'm like, imagine what it would feel like after not doing it. So I do that. If I'm running, I've got 15K and I'm like, Oh, I just really want to stop at 13. I'm like, well, what would you tell yourself if you're like, oh, why would you, why did you stop 2K early? Oh, because I was a bit tired. But you'd already run 13, so you can do the extra two. Yeah. I think that's it. Once you've got your foot in the gym, once you've done one work exercise, you can do another. 100%. 100%. It's uh, one of my favorite quotes. Anna knows I love a quote is you can either, <laughs> here we go, you can either suffer the pain of discipline or you can suffer the pain of regret. Both yeah. of them are hard. Being overweight is hard. Being having low energy is hard. Tracking your food is hard. Being in shape is hard. Being fit is hard. So choose your hard. Because whichever one you do, it's going to be difficult. So do you want to choose the hard that is going to help you? Or do you want to choose the hard that is going to take you further away from where you want to be? I think people get stuck in the middle of both of them because it feels too hard to make a change. And Mm -hmm. it feels so easy to stay the same. But forget about how hard it is in everyday life, feeling as they do. Absolutely. Conversation for another time. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole different. That's that's an hour podcast in itself. Um, okay, we've got we've got three in there. One of my biggest ones, and I think um, this is something that I've really personally worked on over the, the last year, is just planning. It's being proactive. It's staying ahead of the game, and I think this ties into absolutely everything that we can speak about as coaches, whether that be in your health and fitness or your job, your business, whatever it might be. Is just 
knowing what you're doing, when you're doing it, how you're going to do it, why it's important, what the consequences of not doing it, and what are the daily actions that you need to take to actually be able to achieve something. Because we can have all these goals, this vision, I want to achieve this, I want to achieve this, but if you don't actually take action or know when you're going to do it, you just won't do it. So it's really about making sure you're setting yourself up for success and removing as much of the thinking from things as you possibly can because otherwise you rely on willpower and motivation to make those decisions and if we always rely on how we feel you're just not going to get shit done yeah that was one of mine is that the biggest setback that a lot of people have is that they don't plan it enough and especially when it comes down to even simple things like my fitness pal you're doing it on the day the likelihood of you going over your calories is so significant because you're just adding it in as you go you get to the end of the day and you're like shit i've got 200 calories left for dinner you know screwed it fucked it it's it's done and it's the same with workouts you get to wednesday and you're like oh didn't plan my workout so i've not managed to get everything in and like going back to the planning planning is key if you want the success you have to put the input in like you only get out what you put in right yeah 100 percent. how how would you go about planning your day or your week so on a sunday i plan my week into google calendar the best (laughs) anna has the most color coordinated calendar Google <laughs> i plan everything so i plan or but already now i'm planning next week so i've already got my runs in there for next week what days my gym sessions are if i'm going if i'm having a massage whether i'm going for a walk at that time everything mm. i do goes into this calendar and then i you know i have to move things around if i have to but the fact is that i already know what i'm doing next week and the same with my fitness pal one of the things that i'll do is i'll plan either first thing in the morning or as we're sitting on the sofa normally first thing in the morning i think what do I need to do today? What do I want to eat? And if you're working in an office, like you need to do that the night before. So just those little steps, those things that I do mean that I don't have to stress last minute because mm-hmm. I'm panicking thinking, shit, I've got to fit all this stuff in and I've yeah. got no time. Yeah, absolutely. Like the best analogy I can give you for planning is imagine you've got a got a vase or a box, for example. You've got to think about what are the big rocks like what are the big tasks or things that you need to get done in your day or week that are going to move the needle forward of where you want to get to? Is that if you want to go on a health and fitness journey, is that your training sessions? Is that your meal prep? You need to put your big rocks in first. So right now for Anna, while she's in marathon prep, your big rocks are your runs. Those get pro- those get planned in first because they need to be a priority because they're the number one thing that's going to help you achieve your goals. Then you look at your small rocks. What are the next things that have to get done, but they're not necessarily the number one priority right now. That could be time for us, potentially, because... That's the mini rock. That's the mini rock, that's the sand. (laughs) Um, You get what I'm saying? It's like, have the priority of your big rocks, then have your small rocks, and then you've got your sand to fill in the other bits. But if you put the sand in first, you won't have room for the big rocks by the end because the sand can filter in between. So it's about knowing how to plan as well. But then a big thing that has worked really well for me or and I know is a big red flag for me if I'm losing out on consistency I'm not getting my training sessions and not getting my nutrition ticked off or even just work-wise is if I start to not stick to the plan because yeah that's easily done though because when you that that I think I'll just cut you off there sorry is that that goes back to like when people set new year goals it's when you over set that's one thing I definitely learned with pre-planning it's if you over set and you, you're like, I'm going to do all of this at once, then you start not achieving it, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I think set yourself up for success. Give yourself like like me. Every night I do something called daily battle planning and I write, these are the three main things that I need to do tomorrow. These are the two little things that I'd like to get done. If I tick off those three main things, I am happy. That is what I see as a successful day. If I'd written down 10 things and I'd only ticked off those three, I'm going to beat myself up because I didn't set out everything that was on my sticky note. 
So it's about setting yourself up for success and making sure that you condition success because the more that you win, the more that you be successful or whatever version of success that is. If that's getting stuff done for that day, if it's doing a training session, tracking nutrition, the more that you do that, you create a positive loop with things. When you create a positive loop, it becomes a positive habit rather than a bad habit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Josh. Um, <laughs> let's do one more habit. I'm gonna let one you more habit. Let me go to my list. So one of mine, see, a lot of mine are based around nutrition and training because I think that's really what the scope of my audience need is that one of, one of mine was actually, one of the best things that you can do is create a habit of eating the same foods all the time. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will look for like new and exciting meals all the time. But what you're doing is creating this challenge for you if, You've got two kids running around. You're working full time. You haven't got much. You haven't got much time at all. And now you want to lose body fat, but you're like, but I need new and exciting recipes every single day. You know, that's what most women work for. Is they're like, yeah, I just need high protein recipes. These are the things that I need high protein snacks. But what you do is when you change your food every day, you're creating so much work for yourself because you've then got to think about doing all of those things. You don't know if they satisfy you. You don't know if they fill you up, especially when you're dieting. So one of the best habits that I've created is I will pick a breakfast and a lunch and snacks and I will eat the same ones over and over and over again because I know that meal fills me up it hits x amount of calories x amount of protein and I don't have to think about it like we're busy in the day I've got five ten minutes to make lunch the last thing you need to be doing is thinking oh shit I haven't got the ingredients for that or forgot to buy that does that fill me up or eating a meal and thinking I'm starving so that that would be one of mine yeah, I think that's gold. I think people can take so much away from that. Mm. If it ain't broken, don't fucking change yeah. it. It's, uh, it's just keep it like stupid simple. Like, I think people slip up because they make it crazy difficult. Yeah. And uh, I get so many people who come to me and, and saying exactly the same thing. I need loads of different meals. I like variety. I'm like, if you're actually honest with yourself, how many different meals do you eat? Yeah, Three, maybe me. four. Like Monday, you have a spaghetti bolognese. <clears throat> Tuesday, you have a fucking chicken pie. Thursday, you have a stir fry. This is what we used to do at home when my mum was cooking. Okay. <laughs> but you don't eat that many different meals. So even if you took three dinner options and you pre planned them, you worked them out, you know these work for me. Three lunch options. I know these work for me. Three snack, three breakfast options. That's it. Just stick with it. And like, we've been living together for just over a year now, pretty much. And mm. oh, <laughs> she's like, oh my God. Um, and just we eat the same sort of stuff and oh, rotate yeah we have to tell ourselves off sometimes because yeah. we do eat the same stuff but it's the it's the easiest thing is because neither of us have to think about it like when it comes to the food shop i'm literally going on a food order and i'm like reorder and it like when it comes down to it, if you're if you're a busy woman busy guy whatever it is and all you've got to do is go online to your online food shop and click reorder you know my fitness pal all you have to do is copy paste it over to the next day like you've made everything so simple for yourself whereas what a lot of people do is remember that when you're starting a fitness journey you're starting to add in so many things and the last thing that you need to do is add even more load of thinking about so many different foods that you need to eat and also your food bill when you're buying 700 ingredients from the what's he called the body coach <laughs> recipe book i used to do Joe that <laughs> yeah that was one of the things i used to do is i used to go in as you will say this for the next one Okay. Next podcast. Save the next one. The only thing I want to add to this episode is when you're looking at creating habits, if you just rely on doing it yourself, it's very, very difficult. Like add accountability into habits and you will pick up new habits so much quicker. The easiest way I can describe it is every kid hates to brush their teeth. 
but our parents give us external accountability by telling us to brush our teeth. Now, as adults, everyone brushes their teeth without even thinking about it. That's a prime example of external accountability creating an internal habit. But imagine if you can make your training, your nutrition, your steps, your planning, all these different things as easy as brushing your teeth, you'd stay consistent and you'd get incredible results. That's so, what we're here for. <laughs> exactly. So if you need a, need, a, need a coach... Don't be dropping that on here because this is a drop shared us, podcast. Drop us both a message. Ladies do ladies, not work with him. La- lady, <laughs> ladies go to the moon dog. Guys come to me. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode.